This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Jeff Fisher filling in for Jay Severn today. Jay, I'm not sure uh, not sure where he is at. I think he's off uh, work selling his wares at a flea market in Caracas. I could be wrong. I don't know. Not sure where he is. Welcome to it. Um, 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you want to participate. And you know what? Today is the day for you to participate, too. If you want to get something off your chest, today is the day to do it. All right, I'll let you go. I may want you to, you know, stop and, you know, I may question a couple of things you're saying, but you can get it off your chest anyway. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. All right. So we've all flown on uh, my Saturday broadcast uh, that airs uh, 9 to noon here on uh, the Blaze Radio. I talked about uh, my flight home from uh, Florida. I just flew. I just flew American Airlines, as a matter of fact. Uh, And I have a couple of uh, friends who are pilots. For American Airlines, and I know that uh, there's a couple of uh, flight attendants who are fans of Blaze Radio and Blaze Television Network because they have uh, accosted, I mean, they have uh, said hello on the plane uh, as I was boarding and departing American Airlines in the past. And I, I like American Airlines, fine. Now, got two cases. And there's actually more, as I looked into it a little bit between uh, between shows. Um, there's a couple of cases that uh, happened on American Airlines where children were, and I'll use the word allegedly, but it's not allegedly, and so I'm not going to use it. Never mind. I'm molested on an air on the airplane uh, on American Airlines, and it's kind of unbelievable that it could happen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it could happen um, on a plane that uh, I was on because, you know, you're pretty big. And do you cover the whole plane every time you're out flying? No. You know, sometimes you try to, it's a couple hour flight. You get on the plane, you sit down, you buckle in, and you just, you know, you don't you just go. Just give me my soda as soon as you can, and let's get to where we're going. I'm not going to move until we get up off this thing. So maybe you don't see it. But this story, uh, Chad Cameron Camp had his choice of seats on the half-empty American Airlines flight from Dallas to Portland, Oregon. He chose the middle seat right next to an unaccompanied 13-year-old girl. Let's stop right there for a second, shall we? Uh, 
in this last flight that I flew from uh, Tampa International to Dallas, Texas, uh, I got on a plane, uh, sat down uh, where I was supposed to sit, and um, waited until the door closed. And you see, wow, the plane is not full. And so I was on the two-seat side of the plane, and there's the three-seat side on the other side of the aisle, and no one is sitting there. I moved to the aisle. So actually, there was a lady in the window seat, so I moved to the aisle seat. So, you know, I could stretch out my bad knees, and nobody was sitting in front of me, and everybody was comfortable, right? We got the... We got the seat between us all, the aisle. It's all good. Uh, the stewardesses and the flight attendants already saw that what we were doing. We're good to go. All right. So this guy moves to a middle seat next to a 13-year-old girl who's traveling uh, as an unattended minor. All right. So the parents have paid extra. Uh, for the airlines to provide safe passage for their child to go from destination to destination, right? This particular one, Dallas to Portland, Oregon. Now, it says here in the article that the flight attendants offered to move camp to another seat where he would have more room, but he declined. Okay, first... Why are they offering? I mean, maybe nicely we say, <laughs> uh, we can move you to another seat now where you can be a little bit more comfortable. And he, when as soon as he says, no, no I'm fine. No, sir, uh, you're not fine. Uh, this is not your seat. Uh, I believe, and I, you, know, you could probably pull it off. Uh, technically, uh, federal law mandates that you sit in the seat that you purchased. Uh, you know, it's nice of the airlines to let you move around when it's not full and kind of be comfortable because they want their customers to be comfortable as possible. And so if that's a way for them to be more comfortable, so be it. But I am I would be willing to bet that federal law uh, says you have to sit where your ticket says you're supposed to be sitting. So you, they could use that right off the bat. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, no, uh, there. What's your name, Chad? Uh, yeah, you don't need to be sitting here next to this 13-year-old girl who has paid extra because she's an unintended or an unattended uh, minor, and we're supposed to keep an eye on her. So uh, you uh, need to move away. And if he says no, then uh, a uh, that's when I would say, uh, Chad, you're going. We'll uh, well, the pilot talk to you in a little while. But a uh, 13-year-old girl, uh, you're coming with me, and you take her somewhere else. However. That didn't happen. When the flight attendant returned for a drink service a half an hour later, okay, so she says, uh, we're going to move you to another seat. Oh, no, no, I'm fine. And that's it. We just walked away. We didn't even worry about it after that. We didn't think anything of it. He said he was fine. And he was sitting right next to the 13-year-old girl, so it was not a problem, right? Right. When the flight attendant returned for a drink uh, service a half hour later, she saw Cam's hand on a teenager's crotch. She also saw a tear coming down the victim's cheek. Then they separated Camp and the teenager for the rest of the voyage. As soon as the plane landed, the unaccompanied minor was rushed off the plane. 
Uh, when Camp exited the plane, he was arrested and charged with abusive sexual conduct. Uh, now, of course, there's an issue. The attorney uh, said this was, uh, you know, 30 minutes of hell for his client and the airline failed to protect its vulnerable passenger. Uh, he scoffed at the idea that his client had been saved by a heroic flight attendant. Uh if I have my tray table down or my seat back two inches during the improper time, uh, these guys are going to come on me immediately. <laughs> the girl was abused for 30 minutes and no one was found. He, that's a great point. Uh, the family paid $300 extra, and this is what they get. And by $300, I was thinking, $300? Bucks, what, what? You pay? Is it that much? for? It wouldn't surprise me if it was that much, but I checked. And it's $150. Uh, we'll get to the American Airlines unaccompanied minors uh, service uh, that they provide. Uh, but it's $150, a plus tax, uh, each way. And uh, they're nice here, though, because if you have two or more unaccompanied minors from the same family traveling on the same flights, they're only going to be charged $150. Don't you worry about it. We'll let, we'll let your brother and sister or sister and sister or brother and brother travel uh, unaccompanied with us, making sure for their safety for the same price as one. Nice of them, I thought. Um, in July 2015, uh, this is again on American Airlines, a Pakistani doctor uh, was similarly accused of groping an unaccompanied girl aboard an American Airlines flight from New York to Chicago. <sighs> Mohammed Achadri was visiting relatives in the United States last summer when he allegedly moved from his assigned seat to sit next to the girl who was between 12 and 16 years of age. The girl woke up from a nap to find the doctor inappropriately touching her. This is according to the lawsuit filed in federal court. I can't move. This is where I want to say, uh, parents, please talk to your children. This is where I want to say, the girl woke up from a nap to find the doctor inappropriately touching her. I can't move, she said. Because the seatbelt sign is on and I want to get away. The girl said in desperate text to her mother so she could text her mother. Mommy, I'm scared. She could text her mother, but she didn't want to get up because the seatbelt sign was on. Okay, this is like people standing at a street corner with no traffic coming. Either way, no traffic. And the don't walk sign is on. Um, No traffic? Go ahead and cross. Now, I'm sure that there are probably some sort of traffic police out there that would give you a ticket because you crossed with the don't walk sign on. I would fight that. But for the most part, if there's no traffic, just because that sign is on doesn't mean you have to stop. Okay. Look around. Oh, why can't I go? Just because the sign says so? (sighs) Trotter said the contact was inadvertent. He was acquitted by a federal judge this past November. Wait, what? It was inadvertent, said he fell asleep. Oh, 
Now, the lawsuit against him and American Airlines continues in an Iowa court. Uh, American Airlines issued a nearly identical statement to the one that they issued last week. Um, He said American Airlines' reaction was also identical. Move the accused man to the back, move the girl to the front, call the FBI, which handles incidents aboard flights. Wow. That is amazing. Now, the attorney has a pretty good case, but as you go on, it starts, it continues to talk about uh, other flights that, uh, that happened. In 2012, an Australian firefighter said he felt like a pedophile when a Virgin Australia flight attendant asked him to move from his seat next to two unaccompanied boys. Uh, after public uproar, Virgin said it was reviewing its policy. Why would there be a public uproar for that? Why? That doesn't make, I mean, here's the deal. You felt like a pedophile. I don't care what you felt like. They asked you. There's two unaccompanied boys. There's an empty seat over there. Go sit over there. All right? We are providing safety for these two to have safe passage from uh, destination to destination uh, we believe that they'd be safer with you sitting over there, okay? Mr. Person who pe- bought a ticket to fly on this plane, which give, I can't take it. I felt like a pedophile. Sorry. Other airlines, including British Airways, Qantas, and Air New Zealand, have also been criticized for similar policies. So they're actually being criticized for trying to keep their children safe, flying alone, unattended. And yet, when we we see what happens with American Airlines, when they don't look on it with a uh, very careful eye. Very careful eye. Um, I would say that uh, it would almost be safer to just buy another ticket and, you know, I mean, it's going to cost you a lot more money, you know, uh, three, $400 more, maybe more than that uh, for the safety of your child. But you could, I mean, hell, you could hire somebody to fly with them back and forth. Just fly with them back and forth. No problem. Now, I mean, that's a lot of money, I know. And for $150 one way, you would expect that the flight attendant knowing that this person is flying alone and is a minor, uh, needed some extra little attention. And yet, no. Now, on the side of that, I don't know how many minors fly on uh, on attendant. So, I mean, it's a small percentage. Doesn't make it better, for sure. Doesn't make it better at all. But it's a small percentage that's actually having something bad happen to them. But I guarantee you, if this was my child, <laughs> uh, I believe we'd have Fisher Air. Uh, American and Fisher Air now flying out of Dallas, Texas. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The 
Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, not today. It's Jeff Fisher. Welcome to the Jay Severin broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And, of course, uh, immediately following this broadcast is the Pat and Stu show. Uh, that uh, Coming up from uh, 5 to 7 Eastern right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And then, uh, of course, uh, Monday through Friday. I mean, I don't even know why anybody goes anywhere else uh, than the Blaze Radio Network. Duh. Uh, Doc and Skip in the morning, Glenn Beck, <laughs> Buck Sexton, this broadcast, and Patton Stu. My gosh. And then, you know, myself. I mean, I guess we can talk about Opelka, Michael Opelka. Bureau Opelka comes on, you know, before me on Saturday. And, you know, kind of sets the table a little bit. But, uh, you know, then it's, it's time to eat dinner or breakfast on Saturday. And that's me, 9 to noon. I mean, why go anywhere else, Right. Right. And, of course, you can now listen anytime if you go to uh, theblaze.com slash radio and you can download any of the shows. And we have some special podcasts there, too, that never make it to the air of Blaze Radio. But they're there and they're good and they're worthy. You just take them, in, take them with you wherever you go and listen. So just go there, blaze.com slash radio. <laughs> okay, back to a little airline uh, molestation, shall we? I just find it hard to believe that the flight attendants – are so, especially on these two flights, are really um, so uh, blind, uh, unaware of their surroundings because they don't seem to be unaware most times. Uh, They are, you know, I get it, I get it. They're, you know, they're stewardesses in the sky. They're waitresses in the sky. I got it. They're going to be pissed at me for that, but that's what they are. I mean, they're a waitress in the sky. Thank you. Give me this. Give me that. Thank you. And yeah, they got to, you know, before we get up, they got to show me how the oxygen tank works. And do we still need to show people how a seatbelt works? Really? Do we? I mean, okay, maybe we do, but it's sad. I guess we do. I guess we do. But when an unaccompanied minor, is traveling. Yeah, a little extra care on your part wouldn't hurt, would it? I don't think so. I don't think it would. Now let's see what they say. Our unaccompanied minor service is to ensure your child is boarded onto the aircraft, introduced to the flight attendant, chaperoned during connections, and released to, to the appropriate person at their destination. Huh. This is right from uh, policies and procedures of uh, American Airlines. The unaccompanied minor service fee is $150 plus tax each way. And it goes into the two or more unaccompanied minors from the same family traveling on the same flights will only be an original $250 plus tax or $150 plus tax each way. We won't accept unaccompanied minors when their itineraries include a connection to and from another airline. 
including code share and one world partners ground ground co terminal connections on accompanied miners under 15 years can't use ground transportation alone okay or they can't do overnight connecting flights or the last flight of the day and it goes on with age restrictions but i'm enjoying the we were supposed to meet the pilot and be introduced to the flight attendant huh so if that happened then they knew exactly who this person was and perhaps they knew that this person needed a little extra attention american fisher airlines if this happened to my if this happened to my child on top of which i would be hard pressed not to introduce myself to the molester Jay Welcome to the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher filling in for Jay this afternoon. I'm not sure uh, what uh, Mr. Severin is up to. I was told, and I don't know this to be true. I, mean, I, I Look, people lie to me all the time. Uh, I'm sure you know that. And so, I mean, I don't know that to be true, but I was told that, you know, he was down in Caracas, Venezuela, uh, you know, working at a flea market, selling some of his goods. So, I mean, now's the time to sell in Venezuela because nobody's got anything, right? So, I mean, I'm sure he's okay. I'm sure he's okay. I hope he makes some good money down there. Uh, a lot of people are wound up at the government and uh, the country's falling apart. And so, you know, it's not really the safest place to be. Um, I wouldn't want to do it, but had I known he was going down there, I got a lot of stuff in my garage that, you know, I'm sure it could sell for a pretty penny in Venezuela and I would have allowed him to, you know, take a cut by taking it down there and selling it. But, oh, well, I didn't know it. So as soon as he gets back from uh, Caracas, uh, you know, he'll be back with you on his show here on the Blaze Radio Network. And speaking of the Blaze Radio Network, uh, we also have a Blaze Television Network. And the Glenn Beck program on the Blaze Television Network uh, is working on a show that's going to focus on the American Dream and uh, they want you to be a part of it. So they would like you to shoot a video of yourself. Uh, what does the American dream mean to you? Uh, submit the video of yourself giving us your answer on what the American dream means to you. Minute or less on the video. Deadline is the 26th this Sunday. Send them to submissions at glenbeck.com. Submissions at glenbeck.com. Minute or less video, what the American dream means to you. Let's go to the tort board. So get them in. Let's see them. I want to see the videos. It'd be fascinating to watch some of those videos and what's going on. So yesterday, I post on my Facebook page, oh, which by the way, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, you can go there at any time, uh, and uh, you know, click the little like button on Jeff Fisher Radio, and you can also go to my Twitter account, at Jeffy MRA, 
uh, and go ahead and follow that. And you can also go to my Instagram account, JeffyMRA, and you can go ahead and follow that too. Okay? Just do that right now. I'll give you a second. Go ahead. Uh, you didn't do the Instagram. You did the Facebook and the Twitter. Get, you've got, you know you've got the Instagram app. I don't care if you don't use it or not. Just click go to Jeff, Jeffy MRA. Okay. So on my Jeff Fisher radio page uh, last night, I posted the story of the uh, Orlando 911 call where they uh, released uh, the entire uh, nightclub shooting. And they released it all because, don't forget, yesterday they released uh, the uh, redacted version. And it was all, you know, they didn't, because uh, our Department of Justice is doing such a wonderful job, Loretta Lynch is, uh, you know, of course, wanting to save us from ourselves, which is so nice. But I questioned in the beginning of what they show, uh, it talks about him, uh, Omar, uh, saying a praise be to God and prayers as well as peace be upon the prophet of God. And then in parentheses after that, it says Arabic. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If that was in Arabic then isn't he praising Allah? Right? I was just I mean just I was just wondering. Just wondering if we're getting the full story is all. Well then I see this story that talks about uh, it appears that any mention of Allah in the released partial transcript has been scrubbed with ripple and replaced with God. And not only the partial transcript, but when they issued what they called the full transcript, unredacted transcript, they left uh, God in there. Uh, Allah is specifically the God of Islam. Not to be confused or conflated with the God of Christianity, so, hello, can we just get the truth, please? Tell all I want. We can handle it. We know. We know that the people of ISIS and the people of uh, the sick, twisted mind people of Islam Don't like gays. Don't like Christians. Don't like a specific type of Islam and belief. If you're not my belief of Islam, then you're wrong. I got it. We know that. We know that. We allow clerics and imams to come into this country and preach their hate and say, well, not in this country, but... You know, don't feel bad about killing the gays. They must die. Don't feel bad about that. We allow them into the country because that is what America is. Drives me, just drives me insane. That's all. Just drives me insane. That's all.
A man arrested Saturday at a Donald Trump rally. I can't talk about. I don't. I can't talk about the whole Orlando thing, uh, the mass shooting thing, and the guns. We can get, get started on all that. It, it just drives. If you you know, if you want to talk about it, call eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three. I'll let you have your say. I can't talk about it anymore. I'm blue in the face about this stuff. It drives me insane. Look, the Constitution says I get to buy a gun. Okay, you also can't. Say, oh, hey, uh, by the way, you're on a list. We're not going to tell you you are, you're on a list. But uh, when you find out that you're on this list, when you go to try to buy a gun, that's when you'll find out that you're on a list that makes it so you can't buy a gun. But you still have your constitutional right to buy a gun. Just you got to get off this list first. It doesn't work that way. Loretta, Barack, Mr. President, Mr. Attorney General. This is not supposed to work that way. President Obama, Ms. Mr. Constitutional Expert. So, on Saturday, a man arrested at a Donald Trump rally told Secret Service agents that he tried to grab a Las Vegas cop's gun so he could shoot and kill the Republican presidential candidate. That was a dumb move on his part. I mean, that was really, really... Dumb. While Trump was on stage speaking, Michael Stephen Sanford grabbed the holster and handle of Jacob's of uh, Jacob Emil Jacob, the officer, the Las Vegas officer, grabbed the handle of Jacob's service weapon in an attempt to remove the firearm from the holster. Now, if you're not able to do that in one swift, quick motion. And I'm guessing that, you know, there probably is someone out there that could do it. I, I am not one. I do not advise doing that. I would I would advise that if you were to do something like that and the police officer were to then pull it out swiftly, quickly, and turn it and shoot you, I would be okay with that. Okay? Uh, the police officer is there to protect you, not to hurt you. Leave him alone. Okay? But when you attack him, and by trying to take his weapon, that's kind of you're attacking him. Uh, I, if they shoot you, oh well. Now they didn't shoot. They just got him. Okay, they just took the little United Kingdom weasel and what are you doing? Move on. During the subsequent interviews with Secret Service who was carrying a United Kingdom driver's license, said he has been in the U.S. for about 18 months and was living in Southern California. His visa had run out, and he was just still living here, hadn't left. Eh, don't worry worry about it. Asked why he accosted uh, the officer. He said he believed the cop's holster was unlocked and reasoned it would be the easiest way to acquire a gun to shoot Trump. While in custody, he declared that if he were... declared that if he were on the street tomorrow, he would try this again. Okay. Once we let him out of jail here in the United States, and I don't know how long that will be, and then maybe we send him to the loony bin for a little bit. I don't know how long that will be. Let's immediately get him back to the United Kingdom. That's where he belongs. All right? That's where he belongs. 
And we're on Trump. Let's keep on Trump for a little bit, okay? Let's talk about uh, the uh, GOP convention. Everybody's all wound up about that. Donald's uh, all wound up that he's not making enough money. Uh, he's made a lot of money, a whole bunch of money, a beautiful, a beautiful pile of money. He'll tell you that every time. But uh, Wells Fargo, UPS, Motorola, J.P. Morgan Chase, Ford, Walgreens all told Bloomberg they won't sponsor this year's convention, despite helping to fund the last GOP summit in 2012. None of the companies commented on whether the decision to pull out was because of the GOP's divisive, presumptive nominee. Now, Trump routinely bashes Ford, of course. Um, The car company, Ford, uh, said it would not support either party's convention and Wells Fargo that they decided last year uh, uh, not to fund the GOP convention in Cleveland either. So, uh, you know, they're supporting the city of Philadelphia committee. Our decisions around hosting the committees were determined late last year before either party determined the nominees. Uh huh. Sure. Okay. That's fine. And the bad news for Donald Trump today. And you'd think that he would want to, I would say that uh, someone ought to say something to him about this, right? Uh, a new lawsuit filed in Manhattan Federal Court, according to uh, Alternet, twenty years ago, with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, he was uh, he raped a girl. Uh, I would say that uh, it's been 20 years. Uh, this is the uh, this is the uh, this is the syndrome of I was so ash- I was so ashamed I couldn't say anything to anyone, and that's what all the Bill Cosby women are doing, right? Uh, 20 years, man. I know. I know it's horrible and wonderful, but 20 years, 20 years, it's an awful long time to be ashamed without saying anything, something so bad happened to you. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Eh, not really. It's kind of Jay Severin. Oh, wait, no, it's me, Jeff Fisher. Never mind. Jay's, uh, I believe, uh, I believe Jay's, seriously, I, I, no one's uh, no one's told me that he's not in Caracas uh, selling stuff at a flea market, so I, that's where he could be. He's saying that's where I'd be if I was him. Make a little cash, and people want a lot of stuff in Caracas these days. Things are a little, a little shaky in Venezuela. Welcome to the Jay Severin Show. Jeff Fisher filling in today. Uh, another hour left on the other side of the top here. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. I cannot wait. I started reading a story about a pirate 
a lady pirate who commanded like these 80,000 pirates uh, in the 19th century in China. And it's fascinating. She marries. So this lady is a a hooker, uh, a prostitute. She marries the head pirate mafia guy. Uh, They adopt a son. He mysteriously dies. She marries the adopted son and goes on to rule these pirates for not that long a time. I don't even think it was 10 years. They finally, the, uh, the governments came together and talked her into retiring. And, but how they got to this point uh, and how, what she, how she commanded and her rules of engagement and her taking over and her rules of power and how she, I mean, she was ruthless, of course. I mean, look at her the wrong way, dead. Uh, I mean, Black Widow all the way. I mean, right, she marries, she's got the plan laid out. No problem. I'm going to marry this guy, and then uh, we're going to accidentally kill him, and I'm in charge of 80,000 pirates. And she actually grew bigger. Uh, It wasn't 80,000 when she first took over the plan. She grew. uh, She grew. And she had this huge network of pirates and the governments finally came to her and said, uh, yo, uh, you, uh, they're Chang's widow, uh, Chang Chai, uh, you got to chill. You got to retire, go away, do something, but you can't be doing this anymore. I mean, I, okay, I, fascinating, fascinating. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. the start of the show welcome to the broadcast this is the jay severin radio broadcast jay severin out today jeff fisher filling in for him thanks for coming along for the ride if you'd like to participate 888-900-3393 is the phone number you can follow me on twitter at jeffy mra or on facebook jeff fisher radio there's an instagram in there too jeffy mra follow those all along so today First day of summer, longest day of the year on the planet Earth, at least for us. Um, my, I told you uh, briefly when we were talking about the flying in the first hour um, that I had flown recently because uh, I came back from Florida. Uh, I was down seeing my oldest son, and he just had a, you know, his wife just had a baby, and. You know, I went down uh, with my wife and my two youngest kids, and I was all happy for the new baby. And down, you know, back in Florida, I spent a lot of years in Florida, and I love Florida, miss Florida. I love seeing the ocean, uh, but then um, uh, my daughter-in-law and son uh, had asked uh, my wife if she would stay back and help for a few days, and you know, the baby's straight, and they've got the you know. It's, it's, Got the brother and a sister, my two youngest kids there. And, uh, I mean, the big surprise that my wife agreed to that so quickly. And it was like, oh, sure. So 
I mean, I just flew back by myself, and I've been, I've been, uh, you know, home alone, all by my, all by myself, home alone, all by myself, for a number of days now. And even my in-laws who uh, live with us, say a prayer for me, please. Uh, they are gone. So I mean, I got nobody in the house. Okay. And I don't want you to, you know, don't say anything to anybody. I'm just talking out loud to myself. And I was just thinking about, thinking about going home today because I was, I was thinking they're coming home tonight. Uh, my wife and my two youngest children are coming home tonight. Uh, minus the in-laws still, though. They're not coming home for a while. Um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to race home as soon as I'm done with this broadcast for Jay. Because I, I want one last time, you know, going into the home uh, with nobody there. Because, <laughs> boy, have I hated being by myself and no one else in the home. It really sucked. I wish it didn't happen. Man, do I wish my entire family was in the home when I get there every day. It is so lonely. So anyway, can't wait till my uh, my wife and children come home tonight, boy. Woof, gonna be good to see them. <laughs> oh man, if I miss them, man, oh man, if I miss them. I mean, I love them very much, and it will be a thrill to finally see them again after being without them for a few days. No, really, I mean that. So a lot of people looking for work these days, looking for work. I may be looking for a new home soon if my wife is listening. Uh, And um, I see a story catches my eye about Netflix. Now, I I am a fan of Netflix. I mean, a lot, you know, I'm sure you are or at least know someone who is. I mean, Netflix has changed the way we view, the way we live, right? Uh, It's amazing. It's it's definitely changed the way we view uh, and the way we want to view television. Uh, you know as well as I do how difficult it is just to watch one show now uh, and to actually sit down and watch one show and uh, have to go through the entire commercial breaks uh, is difficult. And, you know, it's difficult on radio too. I got it. I mean, that's why that's why you have the podcast. I, I understand. I understand. But Netflix has have people that they pay to watch Netflix. Amazing. Why was I not aware of this sooner? That's all I'm saying. Why was I not aware of this sooner? I watch more shows than almost anyone I know. Okay? Technically, since you know I talk about it on the air all the time, I do kind of get paid to watch it. I and mean, if you want to, you know, stretch those tentacles of the octopus out a little bit, I do kind of get paid to watch it because, you know, I've, I've used it as part of our show and we talk about things that happen in shows and, you know, relate it back to current events, that kind of thing. But Netflix specifically pays people to watch Netflix shows. And so then I run across, I'm looking for the story that I heard about today that just broke. Uh, 
or it broke, you know, a couple days ago. I just heard about it today. And then uh, I find an old story where uh, last year uh, they're looking, they're advertising, advertising for people to work for them in the United Kingdom and Ireland. It's unbelievable. You're training for your new career. Netflix announced it's, that its London office is looking to hire what they call a tagger. Okay? A tagger. Someone who watches movies and TV shows and identifies appropriate tags to help categorize them. Sports comedy, drama, strong female lead. These tags allow Netflix to present you with genres of entertainment you might find interesting. Down to a ridiculously specific level, i.e. cool mustaches, Canadian made-for-TV movies, paid to watch Netflix. And this is the ad. Do you remember when TV was one big gamble? I do. You could find something to watch. I know. Then came Netflix. But wait, there's more. Did you know you can watch what you want? When you want. And where you want. Yep, even there. Your Netflix is tailored just for you. It's personal. We know what you say you like. And what you actually like. By the way, we noticed your gran is a violent revenge thriller aficionado. We are so super accurate that you think we are reading your mind. Or your tea leaves. Ever wondered how we do it? We have an army of brainy engineers, super effective top-secret algorithms, and a very special discerning viewer whose love for film and TV is so great that they're ready to join our team of Netflix Taggers. Nice! Netflix Taggers! Wow! Their analytical minds pick up on the most subtle details. That's why your Netflix profile doesn't look like your grand. Unless, of course, you two have similar taste. Sounds like a great job, doesn't it? Interested? Then get ready. Netflix is on the hunt for a new tagger from the UK and Ireland. Go to jobs.netflix.com for more details and help us shape the future of television. Nice. Nice. So, they're looking for people in the United Kingdom. That was a year ago. Well, here in the United States, they're not called taggers. They're called juicers. Okay? Juicers. Project Beetlejuice, about which little is known, pays people to pick the best still images and videos from thousands of titles to help users figure out what to watch. Okay? So the pictures that you see, uh, on Netflix for the movies and the uh, you know the highlights are from uh, juicers. Two of them being paid by Netflix to watch movies, TV series. They're paid as independent contractors, but now, no, two of them are suing Netflix. They're suing Netflix. For overtime, a paid vacation, health insurance, and more. 
Netflix refuses to reveal how many people work on the program. The rationale behind its name is much other than the line of work. That's because there are two class action lawsuits pending in L.A. Superior Court, one filed in November by Long Beach residents, resident Lawrence Moss, and the second filed in May by L.A. resident Sigdom Akabe. That claim that hundreds of people paid to watch Netflix deserve higher pay after being allegedly misclassified as contractors instead of employees. Netflix argues in court papers that employees signed agreements that require the dispute to be handled privately in arbitration. You think that's going to stop these dingleberries? Yeah, we signed it because we just wanted to work. We didn't know what we were signing. Okay. You signed the piece of paper that said you were going to work and what you were going to work for. Okay. It's unbelievable. Uh, I think that they work for about 10 bucks an hour. Okay. Now, what they're saying is that uh, they worked closely with Netflix management and sometimes labored more than 40 hours a week. Whose fault is that? You're working from your home as an independent contractor. Theoretically, he could set his own hours. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Netflix, she was terminated. It's not surprising to hear about juicer class actions because there's been a rash of lawsuits of late, including from Uber drivers and Grubhub delivery people, testing whether their work fits the definition of an employment relationship. The perfect storm of events, which includes the proliferation of gig economy jobs and the advent legislation with strict penalties and misclassifications. The employment laws have not kept pace with the new realities of the labor economy. No, what hasn't kept pace is people realizing that, hey, um, will you work this job for so much money? Uh, Yeah, I really need a job. And uh, sure, you're going to pay me $10 an hour. And uh, if there's ever a problem, we'll, we'll be quiet and we'll mediate it, you know through you guys and uh I'll I'll get ten dollars an hour and what's the total that I could work? Uh well the contract says you can work uh forty hours. We're not gonna pay you any more than uh forty hours a week. Um so but you gotta you know document it and you get ten dollars an hour. Um yes, sure that would be great. Thank you. Uh, you're an independent contractor. We pay you straight out it's 40, 40 hours a week, ten bucks an hour. Uh, if you work the forty, document it. Uh, we'll send you the four hundred bucks. Uh, you take care of the taxes. You take care of all that. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I would love to. And then now we're gonna get pissed because we think that, you know, I'm working more than forty hours a week, and uh, I'm doing more than forty hours a week, and I really should be paid overtime and have insurance, and they should be taking care of me. Uh, no, uh, no. What they what they should be doing is doing what you agreed to. And that's what you should be doing is doing what you agreed to. And then if you don't like it, go find another job. Duh. But, Jeff, there's not other jobs. And this is our new society and new workforce. And this is what we've got to do. Okay. Go change it. But you're not going to change it with a lawsuit. 
Yes, you are, Jeff. That's the way things change with lawsuits in courtrooms. Don't you know that? Duh. Yes, I understand that in your world they do. But why don't you go create a company that has the service people and pays them all this money and pays for their insurance and pays them overtime and pays them a wage of more than $10 an hour. Let's say the minimum wage is $15 an hour, and it probably is where you live. Hey, that's a good idea, Jeff. We'll have to do that. Okay, great. It's agonizing. Just do what you said you were going to do. I understand that people want to be taken care of. I understand that it's a new world. I understand that jobs are are a little bit different now. And and the way that, that Uber and Netflix have changed, and literally those two companies have changed a lot about how people do things in this world. Go create something else that changes just as much. Or be true to your word. Yes, I will work for you for so much money, and I will do this job. You know what? I can't do this job for this amount of money. I quit. No, 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 no. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to sue you and you're going to pay me more money and pay me everything that I want because I can't do the job anyway, but I'll be able to do it if you pay me more money and have insurance and pay me overtime. Okay? Your Honor, don't you believe me? Sure I do. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show. It is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher filling in for Jay this afternoon. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. If you want to, uh, you know, if you want to, I know you're riding along. It's fine. But, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to play a little, you can dial 888-900-3393 and, you know, you can play. You don't have to, though. You know what? You don't have to. Just sit back, reach down to the side, pull a little lever, kick your feet up, relax. Okay? Relax. Now, I see uh, we were talking about uh, jobs and doing what you say you're going to do uh, and keeping your word. At the back pages of the last story uh, about uh, Netflix being sued, uh, I have a whole list of uh, how to earn $60 an hour working from home as a bookkeeper. Work from home, full-time, six companies that hire remote workers, 29 smart ways to make money, the 12 best ways to make extra money, 100 places will give you free stuff on your birthday, get free money, 10 ways you can make money, need money, 10 ways to make money for tomorrow's rent, top five mystery shopping, mystery shopping companies to work for, easy $750 a month. Selling used books. 32 legitimate ways to make money at home. 
have a Costco or Sam's Club membership. Here's Get Money Worth, how to get your money's worth. 12 mobile apps that will help you earn extra money. The Crazy Coupon Lady, seven reasons to add this site to your reading list. Nine best survey sites. You can make extra money now. Survey sites to make extra money. All those. And if you, good luck, God bless. I hope those sites make you a lot of money. I really do. I I want them to make a lot of money for you. I do. But I I doubt that it's going to happen. But good luck. Good luck. Sad news from the White House today. Uh, After failing again to push through additional gun control efforts in Congress, even after blaming the terrorist attack on Republicans, White House Press Secretary Josh Earnest revealed today that President Obama was profoundly frustrated. Ernest suggested that the president would again turn to executive authority and try to enact gun control policies on his own. Good luck, Mr. President. That was the whole point. You're not king. Uh, You know, yeah, you're not king yet. I I meant to say yet because we all know you're going to be, right? You sure as hell want to be agonizing. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. That it is, the Jay Severin Show, only it ain't Jay Severin. Jeff Fisher filling in for Jay this afternoon. Jay, I was told, was in Caracas, Venezuela, and now uh, someone told me that that wasn't true. I mean, I can't believe I was lied to, but apparently I was. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, or Instagram, JeffyMRA. You can take all of the shows on the Blaze Radio Network, download them, take them with you wherever you go. Just slide them in your pocket and take them with us. Theblaze.com slash radio. And there's plenty of podcasts on that page. When you go to theblaze.com slash radio, just scroll down. You'll see the shows that air live on the Blaze Radio Network. And then you'll also see podcasts that are just specific to the Blaze Radio Network podcast page. Take them with you. Okay? Enjoy them. Let your friends hear them. Tell your friends, hey, get your own. Put your own in your own pocket, okay? I got one in my pocket. Put yours one in your pocket. Don't try to take stuff out of my pocket. Get your own. It's real simple. Theblaze.com slash radio. So I'm looking at uh, Finding Dory. I have not seen it yet. We kind of gave it a quick review on my Saturday broadcast, uh, 9 to noon, here on the Blaze Radio Network. And um, it's already the biggest uh, opening weekend for an animated film. Uh, ever one hundred and thirty six point two million dollars cost a couple hundred million to make, so they've already. I mean, you're already making your money, uh, and worldwide. Oh my gosh! And then once uh, DVDs and uh, 
sales of stuffed animals and little baby fish fake and the McDonald toys and the Burger King toys and the Wendy's toys and the Chick-fil-A toys and the shoes with the emblems and everything else that is marketed worldwide, uh, yes, they will make their money back. Uh, and then some. Uh, but I watched last night a movie that has been sitting on my shelf. I've had the DVD forever. Uh, I had it, a friend uh, that I work with uh, here at the network is also part of the Academy. So uh, she gets uh, movies uh, that are nominated for Academy Awards to review. She gets to vote. Now, some of them are digital. Uh, so, you know, she gets, she has to download them on her, on her computer. And some of them are the DVDs after she views them on the DVDs. I'm fortunate enough to get them so I can go through them and watch them. And I usually try to get them before the academies, but I've had a couple up on the shelf that I forgot. I've kind of haven't gotten to it yet. I've got other shows to watch. Okay. I mean, Netflix shoot out a couple of new shows since the, since the academies and I've just haven't been able to catch up. Okay. So I watched Straight Outta Compton last night. It's been sitting up there on my fireplace mantle. I saw, look, I was, I was home alone. House was quiet. I didn't know what to do. I remembered there were a couple of movies up on the fireplace mantle. So I went over and looked. One of them was Straight Outta Compton. And I thought, that's a movie to watch now. Well, the children aren't home. So I put on straight out of Compton. And you know what? That darn thing was really good. It was the story of NWA. Uh, really, really good. Could not record. And it made, that made a couple hundred million too. Uh, I was just looking at it. That's, that was tremendous. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not sure what I thought actually. You know, uh, Boys in the Hoodish. All the Boys in the Hoods was, you know, not bad. Uh, and that was, you know, part of that whole NWA stuff too. Um, and it brought back so many, so many memories. Oh my gosh. Uh, eighties and nineties, a great time to be alive in the United States of America. Tell you that right now, but, uh, well worth the watch. If you don't have an opportunity, uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch it, uh, yet. It's been a year, and you know the academy's over, and they they got what they got. I, I know they were nominated. I don't know what what all they won. I didn't go to the Oscar page to see if Compton got anything. I doubt those racist bastards at the Academy Awards gave straight out of Compton anything. You know how they are; they're all white people. But uh, it was actually really good and enjoyable. So if you get an opportunity, uh, see the movie straight out of Compton. Now I want to see what they've got. Now I want to go to the the Oscars and see what Compton won. Hold on. We're going to do that right now because I give them such a hard time. The Oscars. Straight out of Compton. Well, we can just go to the, their page should say straight out of Compton. NB, it should say if they won anything, right? Straight out of Compton. ID, ID, let's see if they won anything. Uh, straight out of Compton. They won anything nominated. Nominated for one Oscar. Uh, another 22 wins and 38 nominations. Oh, uh, they didn't win an Oscar, though, right? Nominated, won an AFI award, won, won an award, won, nominated. 
Wow, they didn't even win BET awards. It's pretty bad. They deserved some of that. That was good. No Oscar, though. I I knew it. Those racist Academy Award people. Oh, drives me insane. Can't take it. You know, I told you all day that... Uh, <laughs> I told you all day that uh, Jay Severin was in uh, Caracas uh, hawking his wares at the uh, flea market in Caracas, uh, Venezuela. And, you know, Caracas, I mean, that, first of all, Venezuela is in huge turmoil. They are, you know, that country is almost all on fire right now. And uh, the most dangerous city on, earth, city on earth, guess what it is? Hey, come on, I'll give, you, I'll give you two guesses and the first one doesn't count. Right. Look who's paying attention. Caracas. And so uh, they are in trouble. And I mean, people are lining up and fighting. And the big gangs are talking about, hey, we've uh, kidnapped people. We've murdered hundreds. Uh, The police are powerless to stop. And we don't care. And that's the way it is. And Venezuela's on fire. And good luck. God bless. But even here in America, this is how bad it's getting. Usually, uh, you know, when countries like that are on fire, people in America are like, yeah. And uh, what's on sale at the racetrack or the QT? Or I've got to go to DQ and uh, get my new Blizzard, okay? Even Major League Baseball. Vin Scully, 852 years old. Vin is a little bit older than I am even. I've been around for about six, 700 years. Vin's pushing 852 now. Uh, been on the air for 800 of those 52 years. Uh, actually, Vin Scully is 88 years old, so close. 88, 852, right there, same window. Uh, he uh, even commented on socialism and the failings of socialism, like, i.e., uh, I don't know, Venezuela, during a major league broadcast. And when you've got major league broadcasters uh, starting to uh, make uh, even small statements about countries around the world, uh, you know things are bad. And uh, Vin had this to say just the other night. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Huh. Hello. Anyway, Owen to. That's fantastic. Now, he was doing that because uh, uh, Perez uh, was coming up to the plate and uh, from the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers, uh, Milwaukee's third baseman, Perez, and he's from Venezuela. So, uh, as it always does, people are starting to realize that, uh, oh, my gosh, um, wow, is that Venezuela falling apart? Amazing. Simply amazing. Now, when you talk to yourself about uh, Google, uh, Eric Schmidt, the head of Google, uh, he's actually the head of uh, the parent company of Google. And I love that's how that's announced now. Eric Schmidt, CEO of Google, parent company, Alphabet, instead of, because if they said Eric Schmidt, CEO of Alphabet, everybody would, what the hell is Alphabet? Um, that's the parent company of Google. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, Okay. Uh, He addressed the future of AI, saying his company will soon be launching an AI that can automatically respond to IM messages and that several companies will quickly follow with similar tech-based AlphaGo from Google's DeepMind project. 
the industry is now convulsed in this tech. You know, no kidding. They we are so close. Uh, robots are soon going to outnumber human beings. Uh, I mean, it is close to uh, iRobot. Man, it is very close. And when um, when they can communicate at a level that makes it easy for us to use them as help to humans, uh, it's over. It's over. People are, it's for our safety, it's, oh, it's everything. Gone. No question. Robots are going to be everywhere. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I want my, I want my driver, I want to get in my car, I want to push home. I want to sit back and let it drive home. Okay? That's what I want. I want to get home, and while I enjoy being by myself, it wouldn't be bad to be able to be myself and sit there and say, you know, um, really could use a soda. Although, that when I, when, actually, if I text the house and say I'm on my way, Rosie will have my soda ready when I walk through the door. That's what I'm ready for right there. I text my house. I'll be home in five minutes. I can have that programmed into my driverless car, home when we're five minutes away, text the house so that when I get there, my Coke Zero is ready for me. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, my God. Does that sound good? Chris in Ohio, you are on the Jay Severin Show. Hello, Chris. Hi, Jeffy. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the new granddaughter. Uh, thank you. Yeah, she's beautiful. Thank you. Yes, she is. And um, I want to address something you said in the first hour when you were talking about the uh, the girls who were molested on the airlines. Yes. Um, and you said that it's important for parents to talk to their children about these sort of things. Yes. And I could not emphasize that more strongly. Because these days in our schools, they're pretty much being taught obey authority. Yeah, they and are. as was mentioned on the Glenn show this morning, you know, the reason the one girl didn't say anything was because the seatbelt yeah. light was on. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about that as well. But, I mean, that's, that's the whole, it drives me insane. Right. Yes. You know, guess now, what? I when, know the seatbelt sign is on and you're supposed, you have to have your seatbelt on. I got it. Something bad is happening. I don't have yeah. to have my, I could still unhook my seatbelt. Right. And, but what you said is very important about parents talking to their children about this. Yes. Because I'll tell you something, when I was a kid, I was bullied and my parents told me, especially my dad, if something happens to you, you fight back. You defend yourself. I don't care what the school's rules are. You fight back and I will have your back. Nice. And that's exactly what happened. Did you fight back? And that's very important to a did kid. You fight, did you fight back? I can back? tell you from personal experience. Did you fight back? Oh, yeah. Come on. And <laughs> How many times? How many times oh, did yeah. you fight back? How many times did you fight uh, back? Several times. And they called my parents in one time. They said, she got in a fight. And my dad looked at me. He said, what happened? I said, they tried to beat me up, and I hit him back. What's the and worst beating you gave? Per- What's the worst beating um, you gave? Not that you got. What's the worst beating you gave? Uh... One punch, I, two punches? Did, probably one or two punches. I did manage to get another girl bleeding because she had braces on when I hit her in the mouth. Nice. Uh, nice. But the oh, point Chris, is... Chris, you are, you are evil. 
evil. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but my dad, you know, I told him this, and he looked at the principal, and he's like, so what's the problem? Yeah. You know? And when we were riding home, he, he said, you did the right thing. But the problem is, you know? and thanks for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, one of the issues that we have in today's world is that prior to your parents showing up, uh, the police show up. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's not Jay Severn, it's Jeff Fisher in for Jay, but I'm going to leave you today. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. But I want to leave you with a joke to tell the family around the dinner table tonight, okay? Uh, it sounds kind of like uh, Donald Trump. Uh, if you uh, know about Donald Trump, you know this sounds like something he may do. Uh, time feeling that it uh, was for a shakeup, hired a new CEO. A company said, hey, we want a new CEO. We'll call him, I don't know, Donald. The new Donald uh, determined to rid the company of all slackers. On a tour of the facilities, the CEO, Donald, noticed the guy leaning against the wall. Room full of workers, and he wanted to let them know he meant business. He asked the guy, hey, how much do you make a week? A little surprised, the young man looked at him and said, uh, I make about uh, 400 bucks a week. Why? The CEO said, wait right here. He walked back to his office, came back in two minutes, and handed the guy $1,600 in cash and said, here's four weeks' pay. Now get out and don't come back. Huh. And uh, a little surprised, feeling pretty good about himself. CEO kind of pulled his pants up by his belt, looked around and asked, hey, anyone want to tell me what that goofball did around here? From across the room, a voice said, he's the pizza guy from Domino's. Sounds like a typical Trump stunt right there. So you say that to your family today. You take that joke with you, and uh, you enjoy it. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride on the Jay Severin Show. I'm guessing Jay will be back tomorrow, but if not, you never know. It might be me again. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Blaze. Severin on The Blaze Radio Network.